Okay, well, welcome to another edition of uh, Bluestone Stars. Uh, we're doing our podcast today with Damon. Thanks for joining us, Damon. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Damon's with a company called LearnIt, and he's at, they have a website on uh, learnit.com, just like he's learning something, L-E-A-R-N-I-T.com. So uh, we're going to talk about Damon's business and a couple other things related to that. Um, so, uh, so Damon, uh, how did you get started in this business? Well, how I got started in this business was kind of an unusual route. Um, I grew up, and we were, you and I spoke about this a little earlier. I grew up, and I was looking to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. I was fortunate to get drafted um, by the Atlanta Braves out of high school, and I decided to go to college instead and play baseball in college. I started at Pepperdine. And then I ended up at Arizona State, had a good career there. I thought that I was going to be able to continue on with baseball, and it didn't happen. I didn't get drafted, and here I was at 22 looking for what to do next. I was a little, you know, depressed and wasn't sure my skills were transferable. Sure. But I was fortunate. I came from a family. uh, We were one of the largest real estate owners in San Francisco um, back in those days in the 90s. And we had several different businesses from a mortgage business to even a Chinese restaurant. And at the time, my dad was starting this computer training company called Learn It. And since I didn't know if I had any transferable skills and no previous job history, I started as a receptionist in Learn It back in 1995, hmm. long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, worked my way up over about seven years, taught classes, did sales, and became the CEO. And over the 28 years, we have upskilled a little bit more than 1.8 million individuals, either through, I know, either it's crazy to think about, uh, either through virtual training, on-demand videos, and most of our customers, we work with them on how to become better managers through classes and feedback or uh, coaching, conflict. And then we also have a side of our business where we teach hard skills like uh, Microsoft Excel, uh, Google Apps, yeah. and stuff like that. So in a nutshell, that's Learn It and my story. Wow, that's great. It always helps to get the background of how you got to where you are. Absolutely. <laughs> Who would have guessed You know, it would have been, you would have taken that route? So never, never in a million years did I did I think I would spend my life in the uh, education world. But yeah. um, when baseball came to an end, and I kind of got into it, I've really enjoyed it ever since. Absolutely. Well, at least you don't have to worry about throwing your arm out or getting hit by a ball now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. Okay. Well, that leads into the next question anyway. So, what are some of the main current services of Learn It? I would say the main current services of Learn It. Are we, so we're all B2B, business to business. You know, we don't do a lot of consumer training, but we focus a lot on uh, emerging leaders. So individuals who are moving from, moving into a management role, you know, for either the first time or maybe the first five or six years of their uh, career as leaders. And those typically are most popular classes that we do. Everything, like I mentioned a little bit, like, how to how to do feedback, how to um, engage uh, 
your employees who are working remotely, uh, how to create a vision for your team. So those are, uh, and most of it, what we do is through virtual instructor-led training. Sure. I'd say about 90%, and then 10% of what we do is we'll actually come out to your location and do uh, classes. And on the side, we have uh, a video content library that we give our customers, and it helps make the training more sticky. You know, you go through a live class, and then you follow yeah. up with exercises to help uh, improve retention. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you do actually do the on-site uh, training as well here and there. Yes, here and there. You know, pre-pandemic, we it was almost flipped. I would say 70% was in person and 30% was remote. And it, you know, obviously with the pandemic, especially out here in California, things really locked down. Yeah. And at first, you know, we were concerned if our customers would be open to learning skills like communication or emotional intelligence mm. virtually. Yeah. And there was some pushback at first, but then as they saw the pandemic was going to continue on, they opened up to it and I think it's it's been a it's been a game changer for us, which is I can fantastic. It. Yeah, well there is some plot positives to COVID and that's one of the things. Yeah. <clears throat> um, same with us too cuz a lot of clients didn't want to have virtual meetings and all of a sudden they're requesting virtual meetings. It totally flipped. <clears throat> but I can see I'm sure it helped you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sure it must have helped you expand I'm sure not only your client base but also some of the service services yes, we have, over, right? Yep. A lot of the apps and software we developed were all around trying to do things remotely. So a ton of those mm -hmm. came up without a question. That's great. I can, I can see in your part the challenge, especially if they're trying to open up emotionally, and here they are going to a virtual meeting. Um, that's a little bit of a hill to get over. <clears throat> but I guess once they get through it, they realize it's actually might even be better. It is. And I, I think that one of the things that also helped was it helped create that social connection, you know, especially during isolation when everybody was kind of isolated and on their own, you know, being able to have our customers, you know, come in either with just their own employees, like private classes or the public classes we do, and, and be able to interact and bond with others and help them open up emotionally. And, uh, you know, we have these little breakout rooms, and, and so people can confide in each other if they want to. And, yeah, it was uh, – just like when the pandemic started, people weren't that open to, you know, healthcare appointments, doctor appointments virtually, then those just skyrocketed and, you know, it's really opened up the world for everybody and a lot of new opportunities. Absolutely. I assume just uh, kind of on a side note, did you have like, um, and we'll talk about expansion here in a minute, but uh, mm -hmm. was there some kind of things that you had to add to training to just help them understand how to do uh, virtual meetings? Absolutely. You know, going into the pandemic, we used Adobe Connect, which had limited ability, and then we, we pivoted over to Zoom. And since then, you know, to help enhance our training, we've added tools like Mentimeter, you know, really having things that would make the training more engaging, you know, to yeah. get them. Because, uh, you know, if they turn off their camera, then you kind of lose them. Right. So right. it's okay to have your camera off, but we, we, we wanted to add in these extra bits that were missing 
from the in-person experience and transition them over to the virtual to, to make that experience uh, more engaging. And I think that um, I think we've done a good job at that. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, that's that's so critical now about how the how do you engage in a virtual meeting? What do you look like? What do you do? And there's certain mannerisms. Um, it's almost like uh, training somebody to uh, do a new skill. You know, it, well, it, it, it is. And I'd have to say for the first year of the pandemic, it was our go-to, it was our go-to product sure. is learning how, yeah. learning how to run meetings virtually, learning how to engage with your team virtually. And then Kevin, when things kind of opened up, then we were teaching and, and helping our customers understand how do we go back into this hybrid world where, you know, some people, uh, can't return to the office because they've moved, and and then how do you make sure that you're uh, giving visibility to your remote staff as much as you are your in-person staff? So it was you know interesting. On one hand, where here's how you go fully remote and succeed, and then when people started going back to the office, we had to make sure that we were on the cutting edge of content that would help uh, build the culture back for a hybrid environment. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, those are all things that didn't even exist before. Um, yeah, but that's amazing. So your your business, you, your uh, when you have to expand or make changes, it has to like ebb and flow with what's going on with the current uh, climate. And so uh, it sounds to me like you're always uh, making changes to make your services most uh, relevant. Is that correct? Yeah, I think uh, I recently came out with a book called The Learn It All Leader: Mindset, Tools, and Trades. And kind of like what I talk about in my book is the importance of, of having a beginner's mind, being open-minded, and, you know, kind of challenging. And I'm sure you do this in your business, too. You know, challenging the way you, you are doing things to see if there's other opportunities or avenues to do things differently. Absolutely. And oh, yeah. um, if we're not constantly learning how to evolve, we're just going to get left behind. Uh, that Totally. Without a doubt. Well, that that does actually lead to the next question anyway. So do you have any uh, types of current service expansion plans? What we're looking to do is we don't have as much. We used to have locations in multiple areas, and now we've kind of scaled that back and into just one in the Bay Area. Uh, but we have employees and, and staff everywhere, and uh, which is great. And what we're looking at as far as our expansion is to build content or even gamification, you know, more on-demand content that helps tie into what we call learning sprints. So a learning sprint for, let's say, a group of new managers is a two-hour virtual session every, you know, one week a month. And we want to, uh, or two weeks a month, and we want to have a little training, micro-learning in between. So that's one of the areas of expansion. The other area is to really take this approach on uh, on uh, what I call habit changing, you know, getting customers to, you know, not only go through the training, but how can we help incorporate changing behavior through uh, focusing on changing habits. Yeah, well, that makes sense because uh, that's what's going to be needed for people to uh, really 
be able to dig in and be the most benefit to wherever they're working. And the nice thing about what we're doing, it, it, which is basically skill building and keeping individuals, you know, abreast of what what's needed in the future of work, is that you know the the, the lifespan of a skill used to be five years. Now with the evolution of technology, as you're seeing and I'm seeing, the rapid change is so fast that the the lifespan of a skill has gone down to as low as six months to a year. So it's just really helping our customers understand that maybe the most important thing that they need to keep learning is how is how to have learning agility, their ability to keep in front and keep learning new skills. Yeah, 100%. You know, unless you're doing some, um, you know, basic job that's labor, even then it changes. But in the tech world, you're, you're right. I can see that all the time where skills have to change. How do you – Skills have to change and, and evolve. How? Let me ask you this: How how do you think AI is going to affect your business? Well, it enhances it if it's used in the right um, way. Um, and you know, technically, there's always been some kind of AI. That's such a generic term. Um, totally. Because you know, you're doing conditional logic, and it's based on something else you did. It has to figure out what to do next. That's kind of like AI, anyway. <clears throat> um, but no, it's it's uh, it's interesting because it's helped us in some areas, um, mm-hmm. especially when we're using it to, um, you know, maybe check uh, some code that we've told. But we have to tell it what to check and make sure it's properly trained. <clears throat> we mm-hmm. just put Chat GPT on something and say build this. As soon as it doesn't figure out what to do, sometimes it just makes stuff up. So um, right. you know we can't have that. Um, but it's actually an enhancement in so many areas. Um, that we're using it in, just got to make sure that you, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're modifying it. You're also testing it, and you're just not assuming it knows everything. Absolutely. I mean, you can't just put it out there. What I always like to tell, tell people or customers or even my team is, I don't think. I mean, we'll see what happens with the whole generative AI, and you know, like you said, there's always been some form of it, but you you can't not get involved with it. I don't think AI will take everybody's job. You know, I don't think you're going to lose your job to AI. I think you're you're going to lose your jobs to people who learn how to leverage and enhance like you just said yep. their their work moving forward. Absolutely. Yep. And uh yeah, I can see where you run across that too because somebody uh, might be discouraged and they're like, "Well, we're using AI now. I'm losing my job and your job is to train mm-hmm. them to do their job and they probably don't want to do it because they're scared." So, uh Right. Yeah, I can see where uh, you'd be right in the middle of that, too. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, you're spot on with that. Mm-hmm. So where do you see you and your business going into the future, uh, Damon? Yeah, where I, where I see our business going into the future is to continue to evolve our content to help meet the needs of our customers. And that would be through uh, the, the continue kind of like what we talked about, you know, building out this, this core content it helps make it uh, more sticky. And the nice thing about what we do is, I mean, we're in a, it's a $160 billion a year industry. It's just, it's a, it's a tough, there's a ton of competitors. And it's just about making sure that we get out there with our point of view, making sure we have our point of view and getting in front of the customers that are good fits for us and continue to evolve and grow that way. That's awesome. Oh, it totally sounds like you're right in the cutting edge, and you have your, uh, you know, finger on the pulse of what's needed. 
So that's uh, fantastic. Plus We're you doing can do our it best for that. <laughs> well, nobody can have it on 100%, but you don't want to take it no. off either. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, right here, you're going to say, I mean, I've been doing this for 28 years. I And I was looking at uh, your website. It looked like the, you, you started uh, 26 years ago, I think. That's correct. You, know? when you got uh, it, 26. Yep. Right. Yeah. I've been and, here the whole time. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. And I admit if I ask, I mean, I'm, I love what I do. Uh, and it's mostly because of the team I work with, but also our ability to either stay on the cutting edge or a couple steps ahead and continue uh, to keep learning and evolving. Yeah. Well, I can see where it's so needed what you're doing. Um, you know, it's it, because the whole thing about it is who's going to be able to, number one, afford to hire HR that does all this training and mm -hmm. pay them enough where they keep up with exactly what's needed in the current climate. Um, to me, that's not even realistic. You know, so you need not only that. Training. Yeah, not only that, but also think about the cost that goes into attrition. You know, uh, especially the Gen these days. These days, they're demanding the opportunity to learn and get professional development. And if they don't, they're going to go somewhere else. So if you take in the the cost of replacing that person, it's it's the cost of training of what we do is a fraction of, yep. of that. So. Our, we're really, you know, obviously I said, you know, we do a lot around skill building, but really the outcomes we help our customers with is uh, building stronger cultures and reducing uh, attrition. Oh, man, that's wonderful. So I, I realize there's a few main points uh, that it looks like you offer, and correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Number one is making sure that companies could get up to the date most current type of training and development for the employees they need. Absolutely. Yep. Then you're also helping with the the, the attrition rate to make sure that mm -hmm. um, when they need to hire new people, they can onboard them quickly. You're also adding and kind of like a benefit to the company. It's almost like a, uh, uh, you know, hey, I have insurance and we have professional training. That to me like would be an attraction for somebody to go work somewhere. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, I, a quick story is I met uh, a gentleman and he was telling me about how his sister was looking at going into these two different staffing agencies, and she actually took about a 7% less pay because she felt like the benefits, not just the insurance yeah. benefits, but the, the growth opportunities through the training that they offer their team was a better long-term fit for her. So, yep. uh, yeah, I like to look at what we do as part of the benefits package. Uh, and our customers who see us in that light are the ones who are most successful with the training that they provide, invest in for their team. I believe it. That's, that's awesome. <clears throat> well, that's great. This has been good. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you today, Damon. I appreciate me that. Me too. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And once again, we're going to post this. Um, uh, his, uh, You'll see when you get to the podcast area here that um, Damon's website is in the description. It's uh, learnit.com, L-E-A-R-N-I-T.com. A whole lot of information there. You can also view what he's doing. Uh, you can get a hold of him and register. So a lot of things that uh, are available if you go to learnit.com. And if you reach out to me on LinkedIn at Damon Lemby, send me a message. And, you know, for your audience, I'll send you a code to one of our uh, free classes, which is, oh, you know, nice value. $250 class. You could take a live virtual class. You know, your first one would be on me. So check it Perfect. out. Perfect. 
Well, Damon's name's on the de uh, description, so uh, reach out to him on LinkedIn, like you said, and uh, we will hold his feet to the fire on that offer he just mentioned. I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> Excellent. That's and that goes great. for everybody on your team, too. That'd be great. Beautiful. Well, that's good because uh, everybody needs training and, and development in some area. That's so. true. Well, good. Well, this is the end of our podcast. Again, Damon, we appreciate you uh, joining us. And um, thanks again for everybody that's listening. And we'll look forward to uh, publishing some more things soon. Thanks for having me.